This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I hope you're doing good. hope you're doing well as Arsenal sits comfortably in fourth place. It feels nice. It feels really nice to say that. Um, yeah, it's it's been a good it's been a good weekend so far, and uh, you know now we've got a Sunday where we can kind of relax. Um, we can sit back and enjoy, hopefully, some other games today. Uh, the F1 as well. I'm looking forward to getting back into my racing too. I mean, if you've watched in, if you've been watching the um, Drive to Survive series on Netflix, if you're not really into F1, that certainly will get you a lot more into F1. So I'm looking forward to that a little bit later on this afternoon. And uh, and of course, plenty more exciting stuff to come. Uh, we've got the international break, which is a little bit of a downer, but we're going to be bringing you plenty of transfer-related content. I've got a few ideas planned. I've got a few things I know people have been asking for, uh, some tactical breakdown comparisons of strikers and midfielders and stuff like that. So we're going to be covering plenty of that over the break to keep you entertained in the world of Arsenal football, despite the fact that it is the international break. So we look forward to bringing you all of that and more um, but without further ado, let's start today's show and say good morning to people in the chat box. Peeny Ween, good morning to you, Matt G, Paul, uh, Steve. Uh, we've got John T, we've got Harvey, we've got Anne's, uh, Stevie, Chris. Uh, we've got Hero and Femi and Paul. Good morning to everybody joining us. John, Jose, Sartvik, Bobby. Uh, scrolling down a little bit more, we've got Runs with Cows and Rancid Pumpkin. Um, it sounds like, you know, it's part of the same sketch. Runs with Cows and Rancid Pumpkin. They sound like, you know, they, they, they're, they're floor. Florikin, frolicking, frolicking. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, Yong Hao, uh, Jamie, uh, Tigonosaurus. Uh, we've got Wan Azri. Uh, we've got Carl. We've got Pranoy, and more of you too. Good morning to everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying uh, a much more comfortable weekend, uh, of course, as well. Um, we kick off though by letting you know that we are just under 20 uh, subs now from hitting 10k over on the Arsenal way. Uh, it would be great if we could do it today. So if you're not already subscribed to the Arsenal way, click the link 
in the description and uh, help us on our way to hitting that target, which we started that channel in August of last year. So less than a year and hitting 10K would be amazing. So thank you so much to everyone that's helped support the channel going forwards. Uh, there'll be content for you coming out over this weekend and throughout the international break as well. Um, articles from myself yesterday, uh, we did a piece where I talked in detail, more detail about Nicolas Pepe's substitution and kind of what that could signal to what we need to do in the summer transfer window. And of course, the mistake, the uh, kind of the damning stat, I suppose, that he's never scored in a game in which he came off the bench that we were already winning in uh, quite incredible statistic and one that Arteta should be thinking about and considering when uh, making these types of subs in certain game situations. Um, we start off, though, with Aaron Ramsdale. The update from Mikel Arteta, for those that aren't aware, is that he is going to be missing for uh, a few weeks, which is frustrating, uh, to say the least. Very, very frustrating indeed. Uh, but Bert Leno was, has come in uh, and played well yesterday. I thought that distribution-wise, we know that he's never going to be as good as Ramsdale in that respect. And it was limited. And him going long a number of times was a frustration because, you know, it meant we we conceded possession in, in positions which we really didn't need to or want to. But uh, his goalkeeping is always going to be fine. Like, he saves shots well. He commands his box well. And, you know, for that matter, we, we've got a very good keeper in backup for, for Ramsdale. And, and going into the summer, of course, where Matt Turner arrives and Leno inevitably moves on, I look forward to seeing what Matt Turner can bring to the squad as well. But Ramsdale is expected to be out for around four weeks, but uh, I love the fact that he was there. He's clearly so passionate about the group being there. His celebrations with Leno as well at full time were great to see. So really fantastic stuff there, but we are going to have to make do without Ramsdale for a couple of matches probably after the international break finishes. Gabriel Martinelli missed the game through illness. There's no specific update on when he'll be back or whether or not he'll be going away with the England, uh, with the Brazilian, sorry, national side. Uh, I don't think it would be that much of a problem unless it turns out to be a positive case, in which case I wouldn't expect him to join up with the Brazilian team or travel, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It means he gets full rest and will be waiting um, to play the matches after the international break and be fully recovered. But he missed the game yesterday because of illness. Uh, our next story uh, is on the crying that was witnessed. Supposedly, there was a little bit of a flood warning at Villa Park because there were so many tears after the game yesterday that they had to evacuate the ground. Um, small dogs uh, were at risk of drowning because of the level of the water rising in, in the ground. But it's okay. Uh, it's apparently been sorted out. Uh, Emmy Martinez managed to talk the water away. And because of that, you know, all of the health risks were avoided. But after greater investigation, it turns out the source of the increasing water levels were from none other than Ashley Young, who spoke after the game uh, in quite a teary fashion about the level of celebration again that Arsenal were involved in. Really, uh, really interested <laughs> that Arsenal are very much really winding people up. They're very much winding people up. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, we first did it with Ruben Neves. We're now seeing it with Ashley Young. I am so overjoyed to see Arsenal winding people. As a little bit of, you know, I don't mind a little bit of troll here and there when it's done in good faith and it's it's you know respectful when you're not abusing people. It's always a little bit of fun and back and forth. But this is just hilarious at this stage that clubs and players are finding it so funny, uh, finding it so annoying that, in fact, we are celebrating. By the way, the celebrations were great. If you can't celebrate, if you can't enjoy football, why are you in it? 
I mean, Ashley Young's lucky that he's 36 and he's nearing retirement because he clearly doesn't enjoy football. He can't enjoy football if he looks upon celebrations as a little bit over the top. Absolutely mental. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> just just so amusing. Uh, if you want to go and watch the video, it is circulated across social media. I tweeted it out on my account at the Green and Talk TV so you can uh, go and watch his interview there. But even the commentator, clearly the commentator works. Uh, I think it was. it must be a villa uh, related social account that was doing the interview just like we have on our website um but honestly i i don't <laughs> i can't get my head around what ashley young is so upset about oh just accept the fact you lost like you play you didn't play that great you didn't offer anything arsenal dominated the entire game you got ruined and turned inside out by bakaya saka absolutely hilarious uh hilarious but uh, that wasn't the only thing that from the yesterday's game that has made the headlines this morning because granite Xhaka was given a yellow card by bobby madley for supposedly making three fouls now i went on to y scout this morning just to double check this but if you look in the bottom right hand corner and this is Xhaka's game against aston villa if you look in the bottom right hand corner one yellow card and one foul throughout the entire game and yet bobby madley pointed to three separate incidents that two of which never happened never happened at all and look I've, I've talked about this before on the channel there is clear behavior profiling that goes on on, on for arsenal uh players are judged based upon their prior actions based upon their reputation based upon the club that they play for we know this and uh, to be honest what he was even given the yellow card for with his little altercation with Emi Buendia was pathetic and Arsenal are being profiled and players like Xhaka are being profiled before they make a decision and if that was plenty of other footballers no one else uh, would be getting a yellow card in in that instance uh, oh a bit invaded in the chat box by a certain Harry Simeo good morning mate I'll be doing well fine you can get up at 8am it is possible <laughs> you can do it um, but yeah getting back to this look I don't know what more we can do, to be honest. I don't know what more Arsenal can do. Arteta could go to the the officials. It could go to PGMOL and, and speak about this. It should be raised. I suppose from a media perspective, and I'd certainly encourage my colleagues to, in press conferences, ask about this, in post-match games, ask about this, get the questions sent in to the, the big broadcasting companies to discuss, because it's not being discussed enough. Um... It's ridiculous that Arsenal players are being treated differently um, and it needs to be curbed. It needs to be spoken about. It needs to be reduced. But the fact that he was lied to in front of the millions of people that were watching the game yesterday and Bobby Madley just used the classic uh, one, two, three, it's a yellow. Um, it's just it's just another example of poor officiating. Um so, yeah, question it. If you're on Q&As, if you're on streams with broadcasting companies, throw the questions into the chat boxes, ask the stream, get people talking about this because I don't think it is talked about enough. You might think that it is because we cover it here or we put it on Twitter, but it's not talked about enough. And it needs to be spoken about more and it needs to be highlighted more so that Arsenal get treated more fairly by match officials because it's clearly not happening whatsoever. Um, now, our only piece of transfer news today, and as I always say, the day after match days and match days themselves are usually pretty light on the transfer front, uh, is that uh, West Ham have supposedly made a contract offer for Alexandre Lacazette. We could have covered this in yesterday's show, but of course we didn't. We don't do them on match days anymore. 
uh, at weekends. So uh, interesting news. I wrote about this last night. There's a piece going out on this either today or that's already been out, and I'm not aware of when it went out, but I definitely wrote a piece on this yesterday. And in my view, look, it's it's something that I wouldn't be against seeing Lacazette go to West Ham because I think there is a, a similarity between this move and, say, Arsenal when we took on Willian and Czech and uh, David Luiz, uh, a rival that is ahead of us, giving our kind of, you know, our cutoffs, our players that are surplus to requirements and keeping us at an arm's distance. And I think West Ham are certainly a side that, you know, want to be in top four races. They want to be a side that can get further and they want to be a team that are competing with Arsenal. Well, if we're giving them a players that is deemed surplus to requirements at Arsenal, we're keeping them at the arm's distance. So uh, I, I'm looking forward, hopefully, to a summer where we make some some sensible decisions. And I, I don't mind if, if Lacazette goes off to West Ham because I think there is that parallel between those moves from the Chelsea to Arsenal and what we would see with the move to West Ham. That concludes the news, which means we move on to the second part of the show, which is always the Q&A section. So if you've got any questions you'd like to throw into the chat box, then please do and get involved with the discussion. Okay, let's uh, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying. Um, Matt says, does anyone feel like they're cheating on Harry by being in Tom's chat? You're my favourite, Harry. Tom means nothing to me. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Appreciate that, mate. Uh, Navara says, yes, Tom, it's possible to wake up at 8 uh, a.m. or just never sleep because it's 3 a.m. where you are. Wow, that's commitment, mate. And uh, you must be joining us from the West, I assume. So fair play. Uh, fair play for tuning in that early. Uh, Matt says, Tom, can you do a tactical breakdown? No, Matt, I'm doing anything for you, mate. I'm doing anything. <laughs> There's nothing. There's no favors coming from me for you now, fella. I'm, I'm reading your comments. I, I see you. Don't think I don't. Bradley says, hello, everyone. Accidentally stayed up too late partying which has led me here once again 4am my time bradley what are you doing son you get some sleep you're gonna feel awful in the morning but fair play for enjoying yesterday you definitely definitely deserve it uh tim says did you see the tackle successful ratio against uh liverpool arsenal 20 for 17 liverpool 29 for 15 both teams got three yellow cards each agenda or not statistically this is extremely skewed tim wherever you saw that information can you send it to me, please? Because <laughs> I would very much like to read more about that. Um, JM says, can you invite Ashley Young on? Yeah, I'm not sure after my monologue earlier on that Ashley Young's going to want to come anywhere near this channel. But, uh, you know, is what it is. Aaron says, is the way that Xhaka is partially outperforming some of our transfer targets, giving us more to think about before replacing him? He is underrated how he allows Partey, Tinney and Smith-Rowe to thrive. Aaron, it's an excellent question. Because it takes... Uh, it's going to take Arsenal fans a lot to sit here and admit that we are going to struggle to upgrade on Granite Xhaka. We need to, uh, and I don't think that's in a debate. If we can upgrade on someone as good as Xhaka, think about how good the player can be for Arsenal. But it's a fantastic point because finding someone better is tricky. Tielemans has been worse than Xhaka this season. Ruben Neves has been worse than Xhaka this season. Fabian Ruiz is is up there in, in terms of his performances for Napoli this season. But there are a lot of midfielders that are being outperformed by Granit Xhaka this season. And that is not an overreaction. It's not hyperbole to suggest that. And so it's a fantastic question to consider 
Because when we come to the summer and we've got to sign that central midfielder, I don't know who that would be. I, I think it would I think it would be maybe worth looking at other Premier League sides, to be honest. Because when you consider and you go down the league, Chelsea, Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, uh, the players that are playing in the middle, Xhaka, based on his performances, has probably outperformed some of them this season. Manchester City, you look at Gundogan, you look at Rodri, that have been excellent. You look at Liverpool, that have got Fabinho, who is probably the best player in the world in his position, to be fair. That's the level that we need to try and achieve and find players of that ilk. But it's very hard. Very, very hard indeed. So great question, Aaron. Aaron and uh, I certainly think you're on onto something. Uh, Wilson says, why on earth did Bailey predict that Arsenal would lose to Palace? Behave yourself. <laughs> Uh, look, Bailey's just doing what Bailey's doing. You know, you can't sometimes you can't work out what's going on in Bailey's head. So he says silly things. He talks about Renato Sanchez. He talks about Awar. The man, you know, is he's got some great views and not so great views. <laughs> so, so maybe that's what it is. Um, Pete says, How did you feel about the Ming's yellow? Seemed out of control. Um, I mean, he got the ball. I don't know how much of an argument they're saying it's out of control. What I would say is he's overzealous. I think there's, it's, there is an over... Uh, he didn't need to go in as hard as he did. And I think that's the protection that Saka was talking about after the game to Bobby Madley at half time as well. He, after the game, he spoke and said that at half time he spoke with the referee uh, about giving him more protection because he's getting kicked, he's getting hurt. And and he's hurting himself, but to be honest, because some of the <laughs> the knee slides that Saka's doing need to be improved because that was an awful, awful, awful attempt, to be fair. Um, Temi says, why are players allowed to disrespect Arsenal during interviews? You don't hear such when other teams are being talked about. Maybe you do, but we just don't really, we're not as exposed to them uh, as we have been with others. Alex says, do you think, uh, do you get the feeling that we aggravate the opposition with our aggressive press? Probably. They can't get out. They can't play the game they want to. And, and that's a really important thing. Uh, Mike, uh, can you give a shout out to your, my son, Lenny, uh, who's watching? Lenny, you're an absolute legend, mate. And I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Fella, and I hope you enjoyed the game yesterday. Uh, Ian says, did anyone see Matt Law moaning about Xhaka attempting to get Ming sent off, but kept quiet when Young waved to imaginary card to ref to get Cedric booked? <laughs> I didn't see that. No. Uh, yeah, if Matt's entitled to his opinion on that. And, uh, you know, you're always going to see a little bit of bias in certain situations over others. So, it doesn't surprise me, but, uh, you know, Matt's entitled to his opinion. Savic says, why isn't Ketia still coming on? Doesn't have the same pressing. Gives us a few close calls, giving the balls away. I don't have an answer for you, Savic, to be honest, because I wouldn't be bringing him on. I'd rather be giving opportunities to younger players, to be fair. I'd rather bring Tavares on. I'd rather bring Amari Hutchinson on. I'd rather bring Zach Swanson on and go to a back five, to be honest. Look, I think there are opportunities that are being missed um, because we're bringing on someone that's going to leave in the summer. I get that he's the only natural striker in the senior squad beyond Lacazette. I get that. But he doesn't offer us anything, does he? Like, there's no evidence that he's offering us anything when he comes on the pitch. And he's going to be going. So why not give some minutes to players that can offer you more? If you want to bring Pepe on, which you know I have my issues with in certain game states, but bring Pepe on at striker and put Hutchinson on in a wide position or Tavares on in a wide position. If you want to still give Pepe that game time, because... And if Harry is still watching, and you know, I tuned in yesterday and I heard your point about, you know, the, the social side and the, the mental side of not bringing Pepe on. Um, but you could bring Pepe on as a forward um, and playing instead of Enketia and then use Tavares or Hutchinson instead of Enketia. I think that's a, a strong argument for how you give minutes to Pepe without also having to bring on Enketia. I just find it odd that Enketia is there. I suppose there is an argument that may that's just popped up in my mind that say, 
Lacazette gets injured, you don't want to have a cold Nketiah coming in and you want to keep giving him a few minutes. I suppose that's probably the right thinking behind why Nketiah keeps playing and it's a fair argument too. It's just frustrating. And, uh, you know, we, we've arguably done it to ourselves by not bringing someone in in January. But if there wasn't the players out there that they deemed good enough, I'd rather that they wouldn't panic. So there is also that as well. Uh, Neil, Tom, is there a way to write F, uh, to write to the FA about the biased approach to Arsenal players? I'm sure there probably is. You can probably find their email contact, but it doesn't mean it's going to do anything, I'm afraid. Um, I mean, you think about the polls that get set up, that get over 100,000 signatures that go to Parliament. Nothing ever happens. It's just kind of statements. I, I'm always one to champion, try and, and see what people power can do. And we saw that with the Super League. But I'm also very realistic about what can be done and that's why i think in in terms of like broadcasting and media that's the way that you need to push it it's not going to be done through signatures it's not going to be done through um you sending a letter (laughs) which i know sounds like a meme (laughs) sending a rude letter to a company but it's only going to happen it's only going to happen if we know we start asking the questions in opportune moments when when uh, Gallagher's being interviewed on Sky, when there's Q&As on Sky or BT, when there's big YouTube channels that are covering this, start talking about it. Get the discussion going. Start asking the questions at the biggest opportune moments. If you're ever, you know, sometimes when Sky Sports do their things outside the grounds live with fans, start asking questions then. Get the questions asked on the biggest stages. That's the only way that things are going to change, in my opinion. Uh, Igbo says, Tom, can you name one player for Arsenal that needs to stay injury-free? Lacazette. (laughs) It's obviously Lacazette. I know Partey's a great shout, but we've got Lukonga. It's Lacazette, without a shadow of a doubt. We have to make sure he stays fit. Kirshen says, don't you think Arteta is not being fair to Lukonga? If Nketiah can get 10 minutes in every game, why can't he do the same for Lukonga? Because you don't want to break up uh, Partey and you don't want to break up Xhaka uh, and I think that's the reason why that those two can go for 90 minutes when we're playing as many games as we are and I understand the frustration of maybe not seeing Lukonga but they're just too important right now you're not we're not saying the same about other midfielders um, we're not saying the same about Tavares for Tierney you could argue why not take Tierney off for Tavares well I've not seen people say the same about him um, only only in the sense of bringing Tavares on in kind of more of an attacking sense, like for the Kieran Gibbs-style sub, but not for a like-for-like for, like for Tierney. Um, you can't break up the Xhaka-Parte partnership at all, especially when you're only leading by one goal. If you were 3-0 up, then sure, make the change. But at 1-0, I just don't think it's or by one goal or you're chasing a game. I'm not sure that you can do and make those things. Um, my middle name isn't Matt. <laughs> so sure, so I'm sorry, you, you've got that one wrong. Some people certainly will know my uh, my middle. Surely, I've definitely talked about it. I'm not going to now, so I just want to see if people can remember what it is. Uh, the modern Gunas says, Partey has recently converted uh, to Islam. This coincides with his pickup in form. Do you think he has found something that is driving him further? Good on him if he has. Um, maybe so. You know, it's it's not. I mean, when people talk about footballers, we often don't discuss what goes on in their social lives. And what makes them more comfortable, makes them more relaxed um, and, you know, in a better mental state. And if this decision of his, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, by the way, I've, I've not seen that news. But if it is true and that's, you know, helping him, then fair, fair, yeah, good on him. Fair play to him and uh, and fair play. Uh, Lewis, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not an expert in that field. I don't really want much more to say than that. Lewis says, does the blatant error of ref booking Granite Xhaka for phantom persistent fouling highlight bias? 
uh, Xhaka may now actually get treated like everyone, whereas had the ref been more subtle with Xhaka, the bias could continue. Yeah, Lewis, I think we discussed it and said it's it's absolutely uh, the wrong the wrong message that's being sent out. I don't know what Xhaka can do personally, but we have to talk about it. Um, we ha- we have to discuss it. And Xhaka should discuss it. Xhaka could cu- should come out and talk about it. Arteta should come out and talk about it. Uh, Harrison says, I find it interesting that as Arsenal fans started showing some real mental toughness in grinding out wins, people like Ruben Neves and Ashley Young have shown the opposite. It's a good, it's a good thing. I mean, Ruben Neves is a player that's been linked to us. It's definitely made me second, have a second thought, you know, about that and whether or not Neves is is the right kind of mental, in the mental state to join Arsenal. I'm not sure if he is or not. Uh, Charlie says, bias against Arsenal is unreal. Ashley Young, so butter. What's these average teams so riled up with us winning against them? It's clearly we're doing the right thing, Charlie. Uh, I think that's what we've been doing. Bradley Burke, fantastic name, says, I've talked to my mates about this. Seems like refereeing uh, has been worse this year, both here in the US, sports and over in Europe. Why do you think this is or has it been always bad? Uh, are the officiating in England has been poor for quite some time uh for a significant period of time um i mean you go back to like the game when we lost our invincible record at man united uh i think that was mike riley uh, that was in charge of that guy i might be wrong but i think it was and it's yeah you go back you go back as far as i can remember it's been bad and i think the fa are starting to put something in place for next season to improve the the quality of officiating. But the fact fact it's taken until 2022 and just to start that process of trying to improve the officiating in the league is is ridiculous. But, you know, it's a positive thing that we need to look at them taking action on that. So there you go. Um, Paul says, why are refs allowing our creative players to be kicked in rotation by opposition players? Saka fouled by Young, Mings, Ramsey, Mings, Young yesterday in quick succession because they're poor referees. It's as simple as that. Matthew says, can we get over this Xhaka thing? United are keen. Leicester had Savage. They may have been trouble at times, but would their fans have been uh, with without them? I'm not sure what you mean, Matt. Um, I don't think we should get over the Xhaka thing. No, like we need to raise the point because it's going to cost us. And it's not just Xhaka, let's be real. It's been lots of players that Arsenal have had. It's been David Luiz. It's been, I think, Kieran Tierney sometimes can get treated unfairly. If we Arsenal players in certain situations do get different treatment to other players, and that's become increasingly obvious the more that we discuss this. Uh, Oli Emi says, Tom, don't you think it's good that Leno is aware of his kicking skills and going long more as opposed to playing it short to the likes of Sabas in previous seasons and costing us goals? Um, look, I understand the point, Oliemi. I understand what you're saying. The issue is that his long kicking is is conceding possession too easily and it's putting the pressure back on us. I feel like, you know, that maybe the team and the players around him need to do more to enable that passing from the back. Um, but yeah, I'd obviously I'd rather see him kick it long than lose the ball in a close proximity to our goal. But there, it, it is an area of a game that needs to be worked on. Hopefully they do work on it. Um, Matthew says, Tom, apparently the Saudi group submitted their bid for Chelsea on Friday. Don't be surprised with the media focus elsewhere if this bid gets accepted. Look, we already know, Matthew, that Newcastle have been allowed to be taken over by a Saudi-backed consortium. It's not going to be a surprise to see this happen to Chelsea. It's not going to be a surprise to see the questions not asked that should be asked. Um, It's what we've come to expect, and that needs to change. And we need to ask the questions, and we need to raise the points. Um, OM says, are you worried that we are still struggling to convert chances to goals? 
No, look, Villa's a really difficult place to go. I mean, you look at Man United, you look at other teams that have gone there and struggled to, to score um, and to get results there. I'm not worried about it because if you look at the number of goals that we've scored, say, since Aubameyang moved on, I'm not, I'm not concerned. Um, in fact, I think we're on 13 games. I think the next game against Palace will be the 14 games so we can have kind of a, a direct comparison of with and without Aubameyang. Um the modern Gunas says part. Oh, we've already talked about that. Um, Harvey says, what does Arteta see in Eddie? Is he homegrown and needs to fill that quota? No, Harvey. I think I, I touched upon it earlier on. I think it's because if Lacazette gets injured, he's our only natural striker beyond, say, maybe Martinelli or maybe Pepe at a stretch. So I think that's why he's being used to keep him you know, fresh, just in case Lacazette's uh, fitness is, is a question. Uh, Timmy says, Tom and chat, when was the last time you remember feeling this good as a gooner? It's a great question. Um, probably the FA Cup win, um, to be honest, when we won the FA Cup in 2020 and prior to that, the other FA Cup wins and prior to that, when we were in contention uh, for titles, uh, you know, when we were in a title race in, 2000, uh, in the late 2000s, when we were in the early 2000s, uh, that's, that's when it felt as good as it does now. But, uh, you know, we've got to keep going. We've got to keep fingers crossed, hoping that uh, we keep picking up these results and that we can get into the Champions League because that could represent such a huge step forward for this team. And you, what I think you see also is, you know, uh, you see like the tweet from Piers Morgan yesterday, and I hate using his name and I hate bringing him up because he is kind of, you know, the lord of the, the morons. But uh, it kind of shows that level that the opposition to, say, Arteta and the opposition to that that crowd... Um, is now the rhetoric is changing and the rhetoric of, you know, the trolls in the Arsenal fan base that unfortunately exist are now all about, you know, our standards should be higher. You know, we should be looking to to win titles and not looking and applying the context of the situation we find ourselves in now, which is making this step from eighth to fourth, which is a huge step forwards. And then who knows, maybe we can go from fourth to third, to pushing, to continuing improving and competing. That's what we want to be. We need to continue pushing forwards. Arteta is not going to be here forever, and he shouldn't be here forever either. No, if we get to fourth and the following season, we go eighth again, we're going to have discussions around why that happened and what should happen next. The managers aren't going to stay here forever. So we need to be realistic about things. We need to keep our expectations of progress up. We need to expect that we're going to be moving forwards and to continue pushing onwards. If we finish in the top four, the expectation should be to finish in the top four again and continue to push towards closer to third, closer to first, and closing that gap. It always has to be on progress. We don't want to get into a situation like we did under Arsene Wenger where we stagnated and then began to regress. We need to always look forwards. But to say that not getting fourth this season isn't an achievement because your expectations of Arsenal are to be title challenges, it's just absent-minded, in my opinion. It's just... It lacks any kind of context whatsoever. Um, and I think it's an excuse to probably hate on a coach that you never really wanted at the club. That's probably what it's about. Let's scroll down to the bottom because I feel like I'm missing loads of questions uh, that are being thrown in. Um, let's go to Neil says, Matt, sorry, I'm a little behind, but Xhaka got booked because he pushed Buendia. You cannot raise your hands. It's a booking. Neil, the issue is, and you may have missed this, uh, so I'll throw this back onto the screen for you is when he was booked, um, Bobby Madley highlighted three separate incidents before he was booked. So we didn't book him for the, you know, the raising your hand. And, you know, we've seen that a number of times and players not get booked for it as well. But Bobby Madley in that moment, Neil, Ray uh, 
described to Xhaka and the captain Lacazette, hence why you can see Lacazette holding his fingers up like this for three, because Bobby Madley points three separate times before sending the yellow card when there wasn't three separate incidents. There was just this one. Uh, and to be honest, he didn't raise it to his face either. He just pushed him in the chest. It wasn't like a, a thing that you should be looking to uh, give a yellow card for. Uh, Edwin says, morning, Tom. Um, I, to be honest, it's the best heart I've seen in this Arsenal team for many years. I really love their passion. It's fantastic to see. Look, seeing them together and seeing them celebrating and winding up, not only opposition players, but opposition fans, and even some of our fans, quite embarrassingly, um, is it's great to see. It's fantastic to see. And I love the togetherness. I love the group mentality. I love what Arteta has changed. I love him being ruthless. I love him moving out problem players from the squad and galvanizing this group. Look, you know, people have moaned about Aubameyang being moved on. People have moaned about Edu getting rid of players on threes because we couldn't sell them. But look at the difference that it's made to the team. Look at the difference in the mentality. That's And crucially, Neil points out another fantastic point. The away support has always been great. But I think the away support this season has been utterly fantastic. I need to make it a bit of a, a mission to try and get to an away game this season. Um, and hopefully when I get uh, more clarity about future shifts, I'll be able to plan one. Fingers crossed. Uh, in fact, what games away from home have we still got left this season? I do like going to Selhurst Park. Uh, it's a great stadium as an away fan to go to because it's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's so, I want to say old, but it's not the right words. It's so like bare bones. It's so raw as a ground for an away fan to go to. It's, it's I love going to Selhurst Park. I haven't ever been there and we've won, which means I probably shouldn't go, to be fair. I've seen us lose 3-0. I've seen us draw 2-2 two, two, uh, twice, I think. I think I've seen us lose twice. Uh, it's one of the easiest grounds to get to. Um, but, you know, I, I love that. I love going to that ground. Southampton, Chelsea, West Ham. West Ham away might be all right. Newcastle's too much of a trek, unfortunately, um, for me. Uh, but uh, especially because I'm south of London, so it's even further. West Ham, Chelsea and Southampton, the other three away games, plus Spurs. Um, Spurs I'm definitely going to be working for. So I'm hoping maybe I'll be able to go to one of West Ham or Chelsea. Um, that'd be great. In fact, when's that? Wednesday, the 20th of April. I'm going to put that in the planner and see if I can get to that game because uh, I'd love to be able to go to Chelsea. Uh, Gavin says, everyone in the team believes in the manager and backs him. Absolutely. Uh, Igbo says, there is a problem with some Arsenal fans with Xhaka. Some fans still would want to justify the booking. If you're sitting there trying to justify Xhaka's booking as an Arsenal fan, that's a bit odd. It's a bit strange, um, considering when you actually watch the the video of it happening and him pointing to three separate incidents when he hadn't even made a foul by that point. Uh, Johan says, if uh, you watch it closely, Xhaka actually offered a hand to Sh- Oh, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He offered the hand to Sheikh and Emi Brendia was just a petulant child and... You know, pushed him away, but it's what it is. Uh, keep throwing your question. We're going to go in for a little bit longer because I'm not working today. I've got uh, a day off. Uh, Timmy Cantonese. Cant- That's not the middle name, Timmy. But I'll tell you what, if you watch Mike from the Gooners pods, there is a Cantonese restaurant in uh, Leicester Square that he loves to point to because it's called Canton. So if you're ever in Leicester Square, try and find it. And send us a picture on at the Guna Talk TV because Mike will appreciate that. Uh, he goes on about it all the time, uh, and I have actually, you know, one of the things I did when I was younger, I was never a big fan of of Chinese food actually when I was younger. And I remember trying Cantonese chicken, I didn't like it at all, which was a great irony because, of course, of my namesake. Now I really like it. You know, it's just one of those things. As you get older, really enjoy it. 
Uh, no church today, Tom, says Terrence. No. no. Christmas Day, usually. But other than that, no. Uh, Neil says, Trevor, uh, no, mate. That's what VAR was supposedly brought in for, to give penalties and stop all that pushing and shoving. But again, VAR is a good idea to be used badly by idiots. Uh, JM says, Tom, do you think we should test Villa's resolve for Ramsey? Yes, I absolutely do. And I think this is an excellent point that needs to be raised more, is that Jacob Ramsey is turning into one of the most exciting young center, uh, central midfielders in the game. We were linked to uh, Chukwumeka, um, who is the 18-year-old that came on uh, in yesterday's game. But we should be looking at Ramsey. Uh, he's not far away from an England call-up. Six goals, I think, in the Premier League this season. He could be perfect for that left central midfield position. So, yeah, absolutely, JM. We should be looking at Jacob Ramsey in the summer. Uh, Gavin says, Tom, what positions do you think we should be looking to focus on in the summer? I'm thinking right back, striker and centre mid. I think all of those, you're right. I also think we need to think about a wide forwards, possibly. Uh, not as necessarily a replacement for Pepe, but more competition. Someone who can also play at striker if we need them to. So, you know, someone like a Serge Gnabry-style player would be great. Uh, to see as well. Uh, Vinny, morning, Tom. Just woke up. So watching from the start, the bar's hatred is ev is real, even amongst our own fan base. Hence why I have to be a protector, even against our own fans. We need to get behind him. Yeah, look, I know you're talking about Xhaka there, Vinny. Vinny has been a big, big uh, fan and supporter of, of Xhaka. So there you go. Did he not come on? I thought he came on yesterday. I remember the um, commentary saying that he was coming on. Um that's a shame. But I know Bertrand Traore and Leon Bailey came on. Did he not come off the bench? Maybe that was a commentator mistake during the game. But I'm sure I heard a commentator say that he was going to come off the bench. So maybe they changed their minds or something. But uh, I thought he came off the bench um, because of the commentary. But there you go. Must be wrong. Um, Desi says, we need to be looking at Sterling, Gnabry, uh, Jesus, Neves and Koulibaly. Uh, in the season. I'm not sure Koulibaly is the right choice. I think I like what we've got, and I think Saliba coming back is is great. So I'm not sure Koulibaly would be the right option. Sterling, Gnabry, I would definitely be looking at. People kind of turn their noses up at Sterling and Jesus. I find that odds. They're playing for Manchester City, uh, taking some of, you know, some of their players, improving our team. I, I don't mind that. I think they're players that are getting into the Manchester City team, and if they're getting into the Manchester City team, if we can sign players that are doing that, I don't see anything wrong with that whatsoever. Sterling's still, what, only 26, 27 years of age. Uh, Jesus is still in his early to mid-20s, I think, as well. I would, either of those two, I would be very, very encouraged by as signings. Uh, Patrick says, would like to see Sambi in the new Xhaka role. I agree. I, I'm not necessarily this season, Patrick, because I think the Xhaka's obviously nailed that down. But I think there is scope to see Lukonga developed into that position Although I would say that I think he's probably seen more as a as a Thomas Partey long-term replacement uh, than necessarily uh, a Xhaka, number eight kind of replacement, even though I know he can play there. Uh, Saladin says, I fancy five more clean sheets before the end of the season. Thoughts? Hey, look, in the matches that we've got left, we should be trying to get a clean sheet against Palace, against Brighton, against Southampton, against Man United, against Leeds, against Newcastle, against Everton. You know, we could try and get seven between now and the end of the season. I think Spurs are going to score. I think that uh, West Ham probably could score. Chelsea, you'd expect to score. Uh, but I think we can keep a clean sheet against Man United. I think we can go uh, to Newcastle and we can play Everton and Leeds and keep clean sheets. We've done it against some teams. Brighton, we've already kept a clean sheet against. Palace is going to be difficult, but we've got a great defensive record. You know, it's one of the big parts of this team that's improved is our defence. So why not target more clean sheets? Why not target more wins? Um 
Joshua says, any update on Patrick Sheik, Darwin Nunez and Jonathan David? Josh, I think what you can expect is that there's going to be the little bits of news that trickle through suggesting that Arsenal are interested because we are and they are on the list. But I think the main bulk of the transfer news regarding players like that are going to come at the conclusion of the season. Um, but we'll wait and see because I think for Arsenal is that Champions League remains a question. And so until we can guarantee a player or a team Champions League football, it's going to be difficult to you know turn around and say that uh, yeah, we can offer you this because we can't guarantee at this moment in time. We have to wait and see. Oli says, lots of talk about Liverpool's squad depth. They've won the Champions League and league with poor squad depth. Likes of Thiago, Jota, Canate and Diaz joined in the last two seasons. Squad building takes time. It does. But I think obviously what they did was is that the first team was so, so strong and they were so fortunate with how they kept them fit for so long that that was why they didn't have to necessarily worry about that. But now you're seeing it differently when Man City and Liverpool have both got such good squad depth that they don't necessarily need to worry about keeping everybody fit all of the time. Uh, Neil says, Hazard to Arsenal. I'd say no due to age and form. I agree with you. I wouldn't take Eden Hazard. Mike says, I'm loving these backs against the wall away wins. It's like Georgie Graham era. It's, you know, I love it. It galvanizes the group. It gives you that momentum. It gives you that tenacious kind of solidity that we've been waiting to have in this team. It's great. Uh, Aaron says, Tom, what do you think about Kalajic from Stuttgart as a backup striker? Uh, he's very tall and not bad on the ball with one year left on his contract. Hey, look, if we were signing him and, say, a, a Jonathan David, I wouldn't be too much against that. I rate Kalajic. I've watched him for Austria when I like watching the Austrian national side. And, you know, I know he's been injured this season, but he's come back and he's getting a couple of goals. So fair play to the guy. And, uh, yeah, one to keep an eye on. Josh says Lucas Torreira got his tooth knocked out. I know, I saw the picture. It was, uh, what was the, I think the caption was plus one point, minus one tooth. <laughs> Top quality banter. Uh, Vinny says, Tom, if we could only sign one centre mid, would you prefer Ramsey and build for the future or a more experienced centre midfielder? It's a really, really good question because, you know, the way that Xhaka's playing right now, I have no issue with Xhaka continuing. I do think we need to bring in a central midfielder. I also am wary of Charlie Patino, but I always maintain that he should be ruthless with the squad. But I would be very happy to sign Ramsey. I think it would cost a fair amount of money, to be fair. But uh, I think he would be an excellent addition to the Arsenal. I think he's a very Arsenal player, uh, Jacob Ramsey. And I think that in that central midfield role, he would offer a lot to the team. Um, JM says, if we get Gnabry, surely you won't want to sit on the bench. Where do you play him and over whom? I think you rotate. You look at the way that Manchester City rotate their front four. Um, you rotate and you bring Sterling in, you bring Gnabry in, you take Saka off for a game. We're going to be playing Champions League football and European football next season. There's going to be chances to rotate. You think that Man City have got Mares, they've got Jesus, they've got Sterling, they've got Foden, they've got Grealish, they've got Kevin De Bruyne, they've got Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, Rodri, uh, they've got Palmer, they've got so many players. Um, and they rotate because they've got a good enough squad to do that. Liverpool have now got Luis and Salah and Jota and Firmino and Mane and Origi. You know, if we want to be up there and competing for titles, we can't be thinking about who, where's Gnabry going to play over Saka? When's he going to get that chance? No, you've got to use the depth. You've got to rotate. You've got to keep your quality up high. You've got to keep players 100% full fitness as much as possible. So we need to stop getting out this mindset of what about Saka? What about Smith-Rowe? What about Martinelli? Because you're going to find chances. You're going to rotate. You're going to stay strong and and that's how you ultimately progress towards title challenges rather than just stagnating as a, a, a top four hopeful. And that's not what we want to do. We want to progress. We want to keep quality higher and trying to get where we want to go. 
Um, so there you go. Slightly longer morning show. I'm uh, making up for yesterday's absence. Apologies for that again. But as I say, I'm probably not going to do the 8 a.m. shows on a match day at a weekend. Uh, so they're probably one weekend day off, uh, basically, is what I'm saying. So apologies for that. But uh, I think that I have burned myself out uh, previously. And I don't want to do that because I do want to keep doing these daily shows as much as possible. Uh, so yeah, I think it's important that I probably take one morning, uh, a week off, which I took yesterday and it was very much appreciated. So, uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope that you'll drop a like on the video before you leave. Uh, and I really do appreciate you always tuning in every morning. Matt G don't think I haven't forgot your comments about Harry that they're right here. Don't you worry, son. I'm forgetting anyone that's having no idea what I'm talking about. Scroll to the start of the chat box and see the betrayal of Matt G. <laughs> it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to speak to you guys as always. Enjoy your Sunday. Go watch Spurs lose. Go watch the F1. Go have a great time. The weather's meant to be really nice here in the UK today. Get out, get some fresh air, enjoy yourselves. And um, yeah, we'll be reconvening tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I'm looking forward to it. See you soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.